Welcome to Stories from the Park, a Heritage Park podcast. Hi, I'm Kasaya Quill, Chief Curator. And I'm Dominic Terry, Communications Manager here at Heritage Park. We are located on Treaty 7 land in Calgary, Alberta, a place where visitors come to learn about the history of all those who have gathered here and where Indigenous people proudly share cultural traditions and tell stories about their rich heritage, history, and attachment to the land. This episode of the podcast deals with Sikh history in Western Canada, how people of Punjabi descent got to Canada, where they settled, and their stories. We'll also dive into the history of Sikhs here in Calgary, including Harnam Singhari, a well-known Punjabi man who came to Calgary with next to nothing and became a prominent player in the early history of the city. Our guest is Dr. Michael Hawley, a professor at Mount Royal University who has done extensive research into Sikh history in Western Canada. Hi, Michael. Thanks for doing this. No, no trouble. Glad to be here. Oh, so glad to have you today. This is um, glad to be here, and it's great to be able to um, talk about um, little-known facts about um, our province and our history. Well, why don't you tell us about kind of how long you've been in this project that you've got on the go and kind of exploring the history of Sikhs and, and Punjabi people in Western Canada and uh, and Alberta, I guess, in general. Right. Um, I, I kind of like a lot of things in my life, I kind of backed into this area. I was originally actually interested in uh, Indian religions in India and the history of religion. But I was asked um, back in, I guess it was 2002, to teach a course on the six. And um, I had not had any training in this whatsoever. Um, there were no courses really offered on Sikhs and Sikhism. I think in Canada, there were maybe four, maybe five universities that even offered a single course on the Sikhs. Um, so one would be a little bit crazy to agree to teach something that they hadn't been trained in. So, so I said yes. And um, <laughs> I spent about eight months uh, scrambling, trying to put the course together, reading everything I possibly could, looking at course outlines from various uh, other courses at various other universities, finally put together a course. And um, I just absolutely fell in love with the subject. I fell in love with the subject matter. I fell in love with the history. Um, I, I fell in love with the people and their stories and I actually turned from that point on to focus a lot of my attention, a lot of my interest on the Sikhs and Sikhism. Because I came to the game a little bit late, I had finished my PhD already, um, I wasn't really in a position to do a lot of um, textual study. I didn't know 15th century Gurmukhi text, and I wasn't um, about to learn. There was uh, enough people out there doing some really good work in the field. And I became interested in six in Canada. And um, one of the things that I noticed very, very quickly when I started looking at six in Canada is that the vast majority, the overwhelming majority of scholarship uh, written about six in the country uh, focused in on the Vancouver community, um, the Vancouver community and the surrounding area. So places such as Vancouver Island, Surrey, Abbotsford, these sorts of places. And I suppose that's not surprising because that's historically where many of uh, Sikh migrants and Punjabis and those from India came and they landed, which was uh, on the west coast of Canada. Um, and I started to think, well, that's interesting, but I wonder what has been written on Sikhs in Alberta. 
And I started looking around and there was actually a surprisingly little written. Uh, there was maybe one or two academic articles that spoke um, briefly about six here in the 1970s, 1980s. There was um, a little collection of interviews that was um, published way back in 1985 in a um, short little uh, short little book um, called Six in Southern Alberta, and it had. Um, a couple of interviews from um, two very early pioneering families. But aside from that, um, there wasn't really anything available. There wasn't any sort of public record or public knowledge. And my historical hairs on the back of my neck sort of stood up and I thought that doesn't, that doesn't fit. That doesn't make uh, any sense. After all, we're right next door to British Columbia. Surely there had to have been more than two families here prior to 1950. And so about probably about seven or eight years ago, I started digging around in the archives and very, very quickly it became apparent that um, there was a story to be told here. Within about six months, I think I have had found about three or four hundred documents looking uh, or referencing six in the province. Um, some of these were immigration forms. Some of them were um, death registrations. Many of them were references in local little newspapers from the Crow's Nest Pass and those sorts of places. But it became very clear that there was a story and there was an untold story here. And as I began to find information, I began to talk to people in the community and they had never heard this history either. And so that sort of set me on this larger project trying to document and preserve and in some sense help to tell the story of Six in the province. And since that time, um, I've had a number of students who have been working with me, collecting um, archives, collecting newspaper articles. And I think my last count, I think we're at somewhere around 20 or 25,000 documents just from newspaper references of Sikhs in the province. Um, so there's, there's a project here. I'm excited about it. And hopefully um, something will come of this uh, shortly and we'll, we'll get out there in the public. That's amazing. It sounds like a great journey to go on and explore all of these different people that came here in the past that we forgot about. Um, so that's that's great. Um, can you tell us a bit more uh, kind of about um, Sikh history in our province and what Sikh, uh, Sikh people had to actually do to even get here? Right. Um, I, I, I wish I could give you a really detailed explanation of how Sikhs arrived and where they came from and what they did, um, but I can't. <laughs> and the reason for that is so much of Sikh history in the province is um, just little historical fragments and threads. Um, a reference in a newspaper somewhere mentions a Sikh name. And that name or that person we don't necessarily have images for, or they sort of disappear from the archive. Um, also, one of the issues is, is in Alberta, very often the population of Sikhs, is, as well as other migrants, was very, very transitory as well. So it's, it's a little bit difficult, but I can give you um, a little sense of what it's like. 
the traditional story, the accepted story, if you um, look at to get on Google or start looking at uh, the history of Sikhs in Canada, is that Sikhs first started to come to Canada in 1897. And they started to come because five Sikhs had just been returning from Queen Victoria's, I believe it's Diamond Jubilee uh, in England. And they had made their way across Canada on the newly constructed um, CPR. And they had made their way across Canada. And as they were passing through lower mainland British Columbia, they saw the landscape. They saw some of the industry and they took word back about British Columbia to uh, to Punjab, to India, and that started a flow of migration to Canada's west coast. And from there, over the decades, there was a slow migration or expansion of the Sikh population across British Columbia into Alberta, and then eventually further east. What's interesting is the Ar- uh, Alberta Archive tells a little bit of a different story. And what's interesting about this is the first person of Sikh heritage to come to Alberta um, predates 1897. Actually, he came in 1888, probably in November, and he did not come from the west coast of Canada. He actually came from the east coast. Um, As a matter of fact, he was stationed in, uh, in Halifax. And he had made his way um, across Canada to Victoria um, in late 1888 and returned early 1889. And he would have, of course, passed through uh, passed through Alberta and probably stopped in Calgary as the train stopped to resupply and um, um, and change passengers and that sort of thing. That person, interestingly, his name was Victor J. Dulip Singh. And Victor J. Dulip Singh was the son of the the prince of Punjab, the uh, heir apparent to the Punjabi kingdom, um, a fellow by the name of Dulip Singh, who is very, very well known in uh, in Sikh circles. Um, Victor J. Dulip Singh, the one who came to uh, Alberta, would have been then the son of the great Maharaja Ranjit Singh, who ruled Punjab for a period of uh, nearly, what is this, about 40 years in the early 1800s um, before Punjab fell to uh, to the British. So we have a very, very notable uh, first visitor here in Calgary. Um, the next... Uh, visitors and the next uh, Sikh migrants who came, we aren't exactly sure um, who they are or why they came. And we have some oral history and we also have photographic history. Oral history brings Sikhs to the province as early as the late 1890s, so roughly about the same time as we are told that they first arrived in British Columbia. Uh, But our earliest photographic evidence comes to us from 1903. And in the Library and Archives Canada, there are three photographs of six in and around um, uh, the Frank train station, uh, probably shortly after um, the Frank slide. 
Uh, the Frank slide was also 1903. I can't remember the exact date, but it's likely that these photographs were taken probably in late April, early May 1903. Two of them depict um, sick migrants um, at the uh, train station in Frank, and one depicts six working on the railway in Frank. Now, what's interesting about that, as far as Alberta history goes, is... 1903 is technically before Alberta became Alberta. And if we think of that for a moment, that's a really interesting starting place. Because what it does is it changes our entire narrative about six in the province. It's not as if Alberta was here and six came to the province, but rather six were here from the beginning, before the beginning, building creating, contributing to the province to help build it, to help make it. And so the standard way of talking about six in the province is six is migrants, six is immigrants. Um, and we have to change that narrative. Um, they're very much part of building this province really fr from the ground up, as are so many other uh, groups and ethnicities, but six have been here and they've always been here. That's uh yeah, that's pretty cool to think about them that way. I've read some of your some of your comments about that kind of thing in the past. Right. Um, despite them being here, and you referring to them as as founders and 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 less about immigrants, what was the kind of what would they have had to do to fit in? Because of course they still would have been very different looking from what uh, you know, I think Canadians, and I use that in in uh in quotations or Albertans at the time would have would have seen. What would they have had to do to to come kind of, I don't love to use the word assimilate, but kind of right. fit into the culture of the time? Yeah, and the, and the, and the way, and, and I'm so glad you asked that question, because there's actually a lot of different layers to this, um, to this answer. Um, but so many of these layers are speculative, because unfortunately, we don't have... Um, first-hand accounts we don't have diaries we have very very few images um what we very often have to work from is um the very few photographs that we have as well as newspaper accounts and as um probably not surprising newspaper accounts are also um biased and they do have their uh their own perspective as well so what it would have been like for six who first came to the province, certainly they would have um, experienced racism and, and discrimination and uh, ex exclusion uh, like, like so many other groups did at the time. Um, but some of the challenges specifically to Alberta have to do largely with the numbers that six of six who were in the province. The number of six in the province was actually very, very small. Um, we are talking here in the dozens, rather than in the British Columbia, you had the case where you have thousands of six, um, thousands who, uh, who settled, who took up uh, 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 jobs and occupations, some with families. Um, and that produced a whole different kind of reaction in British Columbia and on the West Coast. So the Alberta um, situation was a little bit different. And it's really the small numbers in many ways that were was one of the barriers for six. 
So, for example, um, well, some Sikhs um, traveled together with, with friends or settled down together with people, uh, other Sikhs that they had met. Um, there were very few in the province who shared the language, uh, shared the religion, um, shared cultural practices and frames of reference, uh, questions about food and diet and custom. These sorts of things obviously would have been um, challenges and would have been barriers. Um, Many, many, many of the first uh, six to come to uh, to come to Alberta, of course, were uh, were men, and men would have had to have um, broken stereotypical expectations and gender roles and learn to have cooked for themselves uh, with unfamiliar food, using unfamiliar uh, utensils, uh, cooking pots, these sorts of things. Um, so it would have been an absolute learning experience for them. Very little um, family support and family connections, um, because as I said, many of them were um, single males. It was very much in many ways a bachelor society with a few notable exceptions. Um, so that would also have, uh, have played in. Um, things such as disease, um, tuberculosis, uh, influenza, um, injury on, on the jobs. Um, some Sikhs, though not all in Alberta, uh, worked for the railways or worked in the lumber industry, as was so typical of many in British Columbia. Um, but others took up a, a number of different occupations. Um, but these occupations very often were, uh, were risky and uh, many, many of them uh, were injured and um, some also perished here. Um, homesteading, um, working on railways. So there was always that sort of uh, 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 obstacle as well. From what we are able to tell from images, um, some six uh, retained their external distinctive appearance, um, the uncut hair, uh, the turban, things that are very often associated as distinctive markers for the Sikh community. But Others um, did not. Um, whether or not they came without those um, outward symbols, whether they had come from Punjab uh, with cut hair or not, we don't know. But it's likely that hair was cut, turbans were abandoned when they uh, upon uh, arriving in uh, in Canada generally. So we have a, a couple of images of very very early Sikhs in the Crow's Nest Pass in Calgary. Um, in Lethbridge, um, who have cut hair, who do not, uh, who do not wear the turban, and that also would have been um, a barrier and an obstacle. Uh, being able to um, observe rites that uh, religious rites that were very, very important to the Sikh community um, also would have been an obstacle. So, for example, um, I'm thinking here particularly about funeral ceremonies. And um, the custom, of course, is um, for, for cremation. Um, crematoriums were not something that was um, certainly really around in any way in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, there are images from British Columbia and reports from Alberta of... Um, open-air cremations taking place. They are reported in papers, 
But then you also have the question of having to perform services from memory because there's no, um, we don't have the the scriptures, the Guru Granth Sahib uh, here in, uh, in, in Alberta. So Sikhs are doing this from memory and doing it the best they could. So there's a lot of things that, that would have had to have been done from memory and um, accommodated for the, the, the small numbers and not having the resources that they would have, say, in Vancouver or, or Punjab.